This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Phil Mackey. I just love the fact that every time he comes on, you get insight about stuff that you don't know. Judd Zolgad. Every time he's just full of insight. He's, he's kind of an open book. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Lou Nanny joins us now. And, uh, sir, before we uh, before we get to uh, talking about, about hockey, what was your, re- your review of uh, Super Bowl week here in the Twin Cities? Well, the uh, Twin Cities did an outstanding job hosting the event. I'm, I, I was hearing this morning from some people that the owners weren't too happy with about the temperature, that it wouldn't come back because of that. But i got to tell you, the committee made certain that everybody that came enjoyed it, and I don't think they could have done it any better. And the game it was as good as it gets. So all in all, it was a tremendous success. Uh, and unfortunately, some people will take the weather uh you know, effect away from it, but I don't think anybody could host any better job than what the Twin Cities did. So, Lou, a two-part question. Did Barstool Sports ever come into a pizza review at Tavern 23? And uh, and part two, who who are some of the notables that uh, that graced your restaurant? Well, the uh, Barstool didn't. They should have because then we'd have been number one on the pizza rating. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're texting back and forth. He's been doing that Luke Don thing for about three months now, so I, I put on a Twitter that we're going to start selling t-shirts at Tavern 23 that says uh, <laughs> the house of Luke Non or something. Luke Non sounds like a Star Trek character yeah. or something. And he, he loves it. He just loves that. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, Rex Ryan came over, Bill Daly came over, uh, Madra Shad came over, Marcus Allen came over. I mean, not Marcus Allen, Jared Allen. So we, we, there were quite a few people there. Nice. The restaurant was busy all the way through, and we were very fortunate. We, I, I was reading where some of the restaurants in Twin Cities weren't very busy because I don't know if they thought people thought they would be busy or or people were staying home for one reason or the other. Yeah. But uh, we we did very well. Hey, how how much food does uh, Rex Ryan pack away? Oh, I got to tell you, he he can pack away a lot. <laughs> he. Although you know he's lost sixty pounds, and and he's he's been on this diet. He's changed his diet quite a bit, which <laughs> is surprising. But the, even changing his diet, the stuff he does eat, he can eat quite a bit. But he is uh, in much better shape than he's ever been right now. He he really feels good. He looks good, and uh, I think he's going to continue to eat that way. So are, are are we talking like like multiple salads here? Some burgers mixed in, some pizza mixed in. Yeah, we, what was the we order? Did, yeah, there was multiple salad soups, and and we did. Uh, you know, we tried to, one of the favorites that I have there is stromboli. My son Latino uh, came up with that and 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 the sauce, and uh, he went nuts over that. And uh, and then we you know tried a little uh, lettuce wraps and uh, pot stickers. We had a lot of different things. <laughs> Sounds really good, Louis. Uh, it was. Um, I will say this. When it comes to big events in this town, uh, all-star games, Final Fours, what, what we just experienced in, in the past week, uh, with the stuff that we can control, which means if it's cold out, it's going to be cold out, but with the things that we can control, Louie, I think we do a magnificent job. There's no doubt about it. I, I, you know, everybody I talk to, 
and a lot of people from out of town. And I, I did a signing at RBC Plaza on Thursday night, and and I couldn't believe the people were there, and they were all saying the same thing. I, I, I mean, it was cold out that, that that day. And as a matter of fact, I the day of the, the game, uh, I had walked from my office right through the skyway to the game. But coming back, I didn't want to go through the crowd. It was, you know, a little slow getting up to the skyway. I walked outside for five blocks, and it was really cold. But everybody knew it was going to be cold. They dressed for it. People enjoyed it. The people, you got to remember, Philadelphia and, and uh, Boston are both northern cities anyway, and they're accustomed, maybe not that cold, but they're accustomed to cold, and they thoroughly enjoyed it. I sat around, you know, the restaurants and, and talked to people, and I, maybe just the owners. I mean, here they are. They're, maybe they're pampered a little bit too much, but I, I heard this morning from some of them that the uh, the owners were saying, oh, it was really too cold. Jeez, well, I don't think they ever stepped foot outside. <laughs> Our guys did a great job. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, if it's a warmer, if you're if you're hosting the Super Bowl in Miami or or you know whatever, pick a northern or pick a warm weather climate, you can have golf outings and outdoor things. So I'm I'm sure that like it could be more expansive the things you could do outside. But it, there's they Lou the U.S. Bank Stadium is a 1.2 billion dollar structure, and because we have so many other great places to host events in the Twin City, the only thing they used it for was the game. Right, and I have to tell you. Uh, guys like Rex Ryan, he went snowmobiling. He went ice fishing. Yeah, they loved it. And and I think I think if, if you really checked with the the actual fandom that came, they they were able to experience things they don't normally experience. And and it was uh, very interesting and exciting for them. And they had a good time. I I, I got to tell you, if you walk through the Skyway, you could never get lost. They they had volunteers all over. The volunteers were superb. They were unbelievable to people. In fact, I even heard people walking in front of me talking about how good the volunteers were. So I don't know where you know where you could get a negative thing outside of being cold, which you know it's going to be cold and you just dress for it. Sponsors want to golf, Louis. Sponsors want to golf and yeah. go to beaches, I, I guess. Yeah, you're probably right. Hey, hey! in light of uh, what transpired this week with the Colts and McDaniels taking the job, not signing on, and then pulling out of, of that job, give me... Give me your your best horror story when it comes to a coach, and I, I don't know if you ever thought that you had one lined up who backed out at the last second. But what's your best story? Well, Herbie Brooks. I had uh, you know nineteen, uh, I think it was nineteen eighty four. Uh, Herb, Herb and I had you know I hired him and agreed to terms, and it was a Memorial Day, and uh, I was playing at a golf tournament with my wife, and and I came home. It was a Monday night, and we were flying out 7 o'clock in the morning to Philadelphia to go and meet uh, Gordon Gunn up in in, uh, in Princeton. And that uh, when I got home, Mark Kaminsky called me. He says, Herbie's not going. Said, what do you mean he's not going? I, we were going to go meet Gordon because he hadn't met Gordon and, you know, just uh, have a little conversation with him. We had the press conference set for Thursday. And uh, and then he said, no, he, he wants to change a contract, and he wanted he wanted double the money if I fired him than if he worked. I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, there's no way in the world I'm going to pay somebody, incentivize them to fail rather than succeed. And uh, so I called Herb, and he said, no, i got to have it. I said, well, you're not getting it. So at that time, I didn't sign him. We had to yeah. call it all off. And uh, it was, you know, four, three, four years later till I signed him again. Would you, like, in this case with Josh McDaniels, what – you know how would that be taken if you're the owner or the GM of that team? Because it wasn't even like they had a last minute. 
okay, well, there's a thing we have to haggle over here and we just disagree. I mean, they had an agreement. They sent out a press release and they had a... I mean, they told the fan base and everything, and and they obviously didn't have pen on paper for for Josh McDaniels. Um, Like, is that outside of New England? It might be tough for him to get a head coaching job here in the next few years. No, you know, you'd like to think that that would be the way when somebody reneges, but if he's good and somebody's desperate, he'll get a job. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't think they'd hold out against him. Maybe get a signature before you send a pressure. I had another one, Tom Watt, where you're all agreed, and then he went back home. And uh, talked to his wife, and his wife didn't want to move to Minnesota. They're in Toronto, and we were all agreed. And Tom Watt ended up coaching two, three te- other teams after that. The Jets, know. right? Right, Louis. The Jets is one. You're right. So when when did did you have Watt agree to? That was uh, that was a, a couple of years uh, after Herb. I think it was uh, about '86. In the way back machine, didn't you come close with um, the Canadian national team coach Dave King at some point yeah, too? Came, yeah, came very close with Dave King, and uh, I liked him. He's still coaching. As a matter of fact, he's going to be wow. on the bench for the Canadian team in the Olympics now, which is uh, he's, he's and he's had a good uh, line of coaches that worked, assistant coaches worked for him that went on after that. He, uh, I really think highly of him, and, and we came very close, but then he decided to stay up there. But uh, he, he was a good coach, so they came very close to signing. Uh, speaking of the upcoming games, with the way that the hockey is going to be structured now, do you have any interest in watching at, at all with the uh, with clearly the National Hockey League now not shutting down? Oh, definitely. I'll, I'll definitely be looking at it. I think it's still going to be exciting. It's like anything, you know, if you get... It doesn't matter what the age, whether it's Pee Wee's, Bantam's, high school, pros, college, whatever. If you get two teams that are competitive, hockey's such an exciting game. It's uh, something you love to watch. And, and this, I think it's going to be a lot of exciting games in the Olympics. It's certainly wide open, with, in my mind, with the exception of the Russians. If the Russians take all the guys they think they will be taken, they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, they'll even have guys like Datsuk there who went home and... Uh, uh, they, they've got a lot of depth in that Russian league. You know, it's a very good league. And, and uh, I, I think even the wild draft choice uh, will be playing there. It was very good. So it'll be it'll be interesting and exciting, but I think the Russians should be heavily favored. Uh, outside of hockey, Judd has very little to maybe even negative interest in the Winter Olympics. Are there any obscure Winter Olympic sports that you get hooked on for two or three weeks, Lou? Well, you know, uh, I don't get hooked on it, but I have always liked curling. I curled a little as a kid. You know, they got the St. Paul Curling Club, which, yeah. as the North Stars, we had an annual event there. We'd always go curling and, and, and spend a day there with our families every year. And it was fun. Everybody looked forward to it. And and I got to tell you, when Jared Allen uh, uh, had dinner with me at the restaurant on, on uh, Saturday night, he, he moved to Nashville now. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to get a rink set up in Nashville. So I, I put him in touch with David Poyle to get started. He says, I'm giving myself four years to make the Olympic curling team. He says, I, I, I know I can do it. The U.S. has never medaled in curling. I'm going to get a medal. So I said, you got to be kidding me. He says, no, why can't I do it? So that, that's what he's going to be doing for the next four years. Jared Allen with a mullet on the U.S. curling team would be amazing in four years. Well, so can you imagine? That's what's going to be happening. <laughs> and, and so he's, he's called David. He's got a place where he's going to put this curling rink. And he said, I'm going to spend four years practicing. <laughs> Louis, Louis, you're a beaut. A guy comes to you and says, how can I get a rink built? And you don't say, I'll, I'll make some phone calls. You put him 
in touch with the president of the, of the local National Hockey League team. <laughs> That's what I love about you. There's no, there's no, you know, I'll call and see. I mean, that that might be tough. No, you say, call David Poyle. Here's his cell phone, and we'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, David got back to me. He says, I got it, so I'll see where it goes. <laughs> I mean, we need we need this to happen. By the way, Jared Allen. Oh yeah, this has to. Well, happen. he'd be a great, great curler. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, you talk about stories for the next Olympics. And I mean, he was adamant. We were eating with about six people, and someone was questioned about. It. He got upset. What do you mean? You don't think I'm going to be able to do it? I'll do this. You watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so you know, he doesn't have to work. He's made a lot of money, and and he's very comfortable. And and he, he uh, he's really gonna. He's got his heart set on it. He says, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And so. Good for him, man. He'll yeah. be good at it. There's yeah. no question. There's no doubt in my mind. He'll be very good. Yeah. Uh, any any wild thoughts from you here, Lou? Or they're came kind of bouncing in and out of the uh, the playoff bracket and getting into a key part of the season here with only about 25 or 30 games left. So, any general thoughts on the wild? Well, I think that uh, you know they they got a stretch here at home. If they can continue to play well at home in the stretch, that could set them in a good position because we know they got to they got to do a little better in the road. And God, what a tough loss to lose Brodine. Yeah. I would not be surprised if they made a deal somewhere. I know I've talked to some people yesterday uh, around the league that are starting to uh, really deals are heating up, and something's going to happen. It would not surprise me if they wanted to fill a position or two. And and uh, I, I think you might see some big deals. I think in the next two two weeks you're going to see some big names moved. And and uh, I don't know if the the Wild want to take a chance on anything, but I would not be surprised if they did, especially having a guy like Brodine go out. You know, I I mean, uh, there's a lot of big names around the league going around. One that I'd love to have that I don't know that the Wild can can get, but if you watch the telecast last night, uh, Boston and the Rangers were on the national uh, channel, and they were talking about. Well, you know Nash is going to go, and, and Grabner will go for sure, but mm-hmm. they're talking about McDonough going. Boy, would I love to have him with the, uh, with the Wild. Bring him home? Yeah. Hey, what what in your mind would it take to get a guy like that? Are we talking draft picks? Are we talking uh, player compensation going back? What do you think the price tag? both, I think. I think they'd be looking for uh, a young player in a, in a first-rounder. What disappoints me, Louie, I think the most right, right now, and this has nothing to do with the Wild, is this. Edmonton has no shot, I don't think, to make the playoffs. And I agree. As a hockey fan, not having that team and McDavid in particular in the playoffs is really disappointing. Well, I agree with you, and uh, you know that's why he won't have a chance to win the most valuable player. Uh, that guy is we we you know we don't get to see him enough. It is so fun to watch that guy skate and handle a puck, and and you know you talk about things that happen, but there's some really creative guys in the league. Look at the goal that Kucherov scored in the All-Star game. He's done that in the regular season, you know, in the shootout. I mean, there are, the NHL's pretty lucky right now. they got a lot of good young guys that are around the National Hockey League that play. But I certainly would love to see that uh, McDavid more, but I wouldn't like to be facing him in the playoffs. No, just it'd be fun to uh, watch him. And that's the, the one thing that disappoints me so much now is NBCSN is so intent on, on trying uh, to get American teams on because they don't think the Canadian markets will draw. I would love to see McDavid featured way more on TV down here in the States. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the, the one thing that that would do would really highlight the the, the Oilers and, 
and raise the level of awareness of McDavid in the U.S. Because I agree with you, a lot of people, you know, just can't fathom what he does, and they don't see what he does on a, on a nightly basis. Whereas if you're in Canada, you know that the Oilers are featured a lot. Yeah. Lou, great stuff. We'll catch you next week. Hey, guys. Thanks, thanks Louie. Take care. Thanks. All right, Lou, with, uh, he's, our, he's our Olympic insider. Jared Allen gives him David Poyle's phone number and says, take, we'll take care of it with the president of the Nashville Predators. Wouldn't that be amazing, though? Yeah, Grow that full mullet back out. Jared oh. Allen on the, what year would that be? 2022? It's a gr- it'd be fantastic. The U.S. Olympic early team. And I guarantee you he'd be really good. Uh, shameless plug again. So Pete Fenson is the color commentator, NBC's color commentator for curling broadcasts and he is a part of a six a six-part podcast curling in america that we put together at hubbard and you can find it i mean if you just if you just search curling in america podcast on either apple podcasts or you can find it on podcast one so if you're gonna if you're like me well let's get into this next because i think we need to convince you that these next two weeks for olympics me out there's some fun things to watch all right starting with curling curling in america podcast i'm okay with curling mackie and judd in the tcl broadcast studios where you can win four tickets to see a wolves game in the most prestigious best place to watch a game at the renovated target center we're talking about a tcl theater box Grizzlies and Wolves, March 26th. I'll tell you how to win these tickets in a second. But uh, if you haven't really heard about the TCL theater boxes, it's the most coveted new offering in the world of premium seating. We're talking dramatic views of the arena, a renovated arena, VIP experience unlike any other, five-star cuisine, a lounge area, oversized chairs. You're going to love it. You can get tickets, 1500ESPN.com, and enter the keyword TCL. Uh, for your chance to enter here. So those TCL theater boxes, best place to watch. We've got a 55-inch TCL Roku TV right now, 4K picture quality, where you can see the confetti on the ground. It's uh, very very high def here with the 4K picture quality of the uh, Eagles Super Bowl parade route. So stop into any major local retailer in the Twin Cities to check out why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand. Mackie and Judd now continue. This one's better than a kick in the jaw. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by It's Just Lunch. Curling. Skeleton. The Nordic Combined. It's time to break down sports we see once every four years. It's Winter Olympic Talk with Mackie and Judd. Come on, Judd, get into the spirit. It's only a couple weeks every four years. All I know... Hockey is one of your favorite things to watch on TV. All I know, gentlemen, is that 1500 ESPN is now your home for breaking Winter Olympics news. Jared Allen, four years from now in curling. That's pretty amazing. We're breaking news here. Apparently, so if you missed our last segment, Lou Nanny said he had dinner or lunch with Jared Allen at his uh, Tavern 23 and he dined it during Super Bowl week. And there was like six people at the table, and Jared Allen said he's living in Nashville now, looking for a curling arena or to open up. Was it to open up like a curling club or something? Whatever it was, and uh, and he told Lou Nanny he wants to be on the he, Olympic curling team in four years. He wanted he wants help to get a sheet of ice so that he can just practice. That's awesome. And so then Louie said, oh, that's no problem. I will call the guy that runs the National Predators for you, and we'll get you that sheet of ice, <laughs> as only Louie can do. Yeah. As only Louie. Most people would be like, well, Jared, I mean, that's going to be tough. I mean, I'm, I can make a call here and there. Not Louie. I got it for you. We'll call the Predators, the very top of the Predators, <laughs> and we'll get your sheet of ice for you. If you've got four years to figure out, even just to be the broom guy, 
Yeah, you're not even throwing the stones. You're just the guy, you know, one of the guys sweeping. Hey, come on. How hard can that be, right? Can you stay on your feet, keep a path clear? Yeah, don't hit the hit the rock with your stick. You're good. Don't trip and fall. Yeah. But that would be the hardest part, right? Just like you got a shoelace that comes loose or something. I assume you take care of that. You take a tumble. I tie him down. They might not have laces. I, I don't even know. I have no idea. I'll, Do you go Velcro? That's smart. Could be Velcro. Velcro's nice. Yeah. Smart, simple, practical. Yeah. Uh, I have a list here, NorthShoreNews.com. Mm-hmm. Not sure what this website is or which North Shore we're talking about, but mm-hmm. ranking the top seven Olympic storylines. Mm. Can we get you interested in any of okay, these? Okay, well, try run them past me and, and let's see. Right now, I am I am not excited at all. And unfortunately, with the uh, professional players not being in hockey, I'm less excited than usual. Okay. So um, let's see what we can do. I'll give you uh, this... It's possible this is actually a spoof article, which makes it even better. I'm just going to read it, okay? It's the first thing that popped up on Google. All right. Mixed doubles curling for a storyline. I think that's It's a new event. Uh, One man, one woman, and a whole new set of wacky curling rules, most likely crafted by a drunken Russ Howard. (laughs) I don't know who that is, but this is clearly a satirical article. Keep an eye on Team Canada as hunky John Morris, a firefighter and personal trainer, and adorable Caitlin Laws make mind-blowing shots and share slightly awkward hugs, while Laws constantly reminds reporters that she has a serious boyfriend who's definitely not the super-sensitive, sexy shot-maker teaming up with her at the Olympic Games. Wow. it's <laughs> a lot to digest But right is there nothing that even, like, piques your interest over the next couple weeks? Not really. America? No, no, I get tired of that really quick. <laughs> I get tired of America really, really quick. I don't think there's anything. The hockey used to, but I understand why they didn't go, especially uh, with the time difference that they're going to encounter this time around. You know, I'll watch some of the skiing, but my problem with it, too, is when when the Olympics started to adopt X Games events, I got more tired of it. So it's very difficult for me. You got more tired of the Olympics. I got when more they put tired in, of the like, yeah. events that were X game events. Or what? Yeah, yeah. I just got tired of the whole thing. And then when you realize, my biggest problem is this. Wait, so snowboarding in a half pipe is a no go for you? But like some of the other events before that, where they're well, I just got tired of the fact shooting. And I mean, you're the Olympic. You're the Olympics, and you're adopting X Games events. I said to myself, this this just seems really. Forced. But how is like being on a board any different than just like having I'm two not saying boards? I love under your those feet. things. I'm just saying I'm I got. Fight you I got more. This. I'm saying I got more distressed by the games themselves when they began adopting X Games events. What do you have against the X Games crowd? I have nothing against them. I just don't dig what they do. I don't which, dig what they which do. Which I which I made very <laughs> clear when we were at the X Games last summer. When those when the those athletes kept showing up late to talk to us, and I'm like, dude, you're 14. Get here on time. Have a little respect. <laughs> well, they can't drive themselves. Blame okay, the drivers. You're, you're 16. You can drive. Get here on time. Where are you staying? Are you staying downtown? Then you can get to my little rickety table here at 14 after instead of 18 after. And ah. Who was more annoyed, Judd with the 14-year-old X Games athlete or the X Games athlete for Judd asking ignorant questions about The X Games athletes, once they got there, were pretty good, actually. And, and the one guy apologized, too, because I ranted about the fact that he was so late. In front of him? Uh, I had been ranting, and then he walked up, and so I just kept going. And I said, I apologize, but I'm just really, I don't get here why you couldn't be here on time. Oh, you said that to him. Something along those lines. I mean, it wasn't like confrontational. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm annoyed. (laughs) I'm just annoyed. You should have done that with uh, Victor Cruz last week. 
or no, with, no, no, no. I I set I set the Lee rule. Steinberg. No, I set the rule that day. What I said is, in my mind, if you play one of the major sports, if you are you know a National Football League player, NBA, baseball, heck, hockey, I get it. You've been coddled your life, your entire life. You're making millions of dollars for the most part, and you're late to most things. I get that. But if you're a 14 year old snot nosed skateboarder, be here on time. Named Tanner. Yeah, get here. You or you Logan. can you can get here. <laughs> I mean, you're still. I would take it with your parents. Have some manners. But Tanner probably has more Instagram followers than Mike Trout. Oh, and Tanner probably is making a million dollars. I just don't care. Have some respect. You should have said this to Lee Steinberg, who was late for his appearance with us last yeah, week. Yeah, but it's legendary see, that agent. But I expect that it type of stuff. Sounds like ageism to me. I expect that what, type a of stuff. A fourteen-year-old can't be late, but Lee Steinberg you know, can. Mm-hmm. Victor Cruz being late, I expect. I expect those guys to be late because I think they've been late to stuff basically now for for years and years, and I'm not going to change that. But with little, what do you mean by they, Joe? But with little, Lee Steinberg's <laughs> white. Lee Steinberg's a white guy. And what do you mean by Victor Cruz being late? He's a football player. You show up 30 seconds late to a meeting, you get kicked out but of the building I'm for the day. what I'm saying is Victor Cruz is a lost cause. Little Chaucer from Greenwich, Connecticut <laughs> can be taught a lesson. And that is, if you're supposed to be somewhere at 14 after the hour, get there at 14 after the hour. There's still hope for Chaucer, despite the fact that his name was probably Chaucer. Oh man! So anyway, I was just trying to hey, help. Hey, but the Olympics are coming up, and that should be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fun. Just not into the Olympics at all. <laughs> okay. So basically, because 14 year old skateboarders were late to your interview, you're not going to watch the Olympics. No, now. no, no, okay, no. I'm good. not going to. I'm not. No, no. You're going to punish Here, Lindsey Vaughn. Here's my biggest Chaucer problem. was five minutes late for an X Games interview. Here's my biggest problem. The IOC makes the NCAA look like saints too. The entire Olympics is one of the most corrupt things that is done in this world. We're going to block Russia, right? But but you but but they can compete. There's going to be like Olympic athletes from Russia in like white outfits, but they can't have their anthem played. The IOC is so so corrupt. Yeah, the entire the entire games themselves are a complete farce in that sense. If I'm, next week, middle of next week, you do not have a Wolves or Wild game on TV, you just got, you know, NHL Network's playing, you know, Ducks and whoever. Or Jamie Hirsch is on doing yeah, highlights. Yeah, whatever. You got you got some just yep. generic games on. And NBC primetime, you got some downhill skiing, maybe some luge or bobsled. What would you watch? Law & Order reruns on <laughs> We Ion or Sundance. <laughs> Little Jack McCoy. That's what I'll be watching. There's a lot of good ones still going through through rotation. That would be one. Criminal Minds would be two. Oh God, Criminal Minds, really? I watch Criminal Minds sometimes. Oh, don't do that. Uh, if there is something that's now, I will say that I will have a slip up with hockey. There's no question in my mind. I'll watch some. I'll threaten not to, and then I'll watch some hockey. Unless but it's women's. Other than that. I like women's hockey. There's nothing wrong with it. No, 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 no. This is not a bit for the air. <laughs> women's hockey has gotten to the point now where it's really fun to watch. I would watch women's hockey. This is not a bit. This is not. Women's hockey does not qualify un, under my God bless human beings. I think you should all play sports. I just don't have to watch them. Women's hockey I enjoy. Okay. And this is not a bit. All right. I'm not saying this I'll condescending. We'll, we'll do an accountability session with Judd in three weeks to see how much he watched. U.S.-Canada game is going to be really fun. Always is. It should be, for God's sakes, but that's about it, right? I mean... Well, yeah, because the rest of the countries aren't that good, yeah. basically. Uh, Dave, what kind of stuff do you have for us? Wacky stats from a big-time rivalry to be renewed tonight, and they are mad at us down in Australia. Oh, they are ticked off. 
Mackie and Judd now continue on 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Concordia University Online Learning. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. All right, I'm going to be as sincere as possible when I say this, Dave. What type of stuff do you have for us today? Very good stuff, Judd. That's the kind of stuff I bring every day. I'm excited to hear it, Dave. You know, on Wednesday, the Colts were all set to have a press conference to introduce their brand new head coach, Josh McDaniels. As we know, that didn't really work out. They have no head coach yet to introduce. However, the press conference still went on, which was awesome. GM Chris Ballard took the mic and assured the media and fans that all was well in Colts land. They'll be just fine. They've got a long list of names still very interested in uh, to be their new head coach of the Indianapolis football Colts, and they will move on. Everything's great. And, oh, yeah, about the Patriots. The rivalry is back on. (laughs) It's on. In a few years, once we get a relatively decent squad again. Once Tom Brady retires. Yes, and then there's the Tony Dungy response, former coach of the Colts. Perhaps he still has some ties or at least emotions uh, that still lead him back to Indianapolis. Haven't read the article, speaking of something about McDaniels, but I can tell you there is no excuse big enough to justify this. It's one thing to go back on your word to an organization, but having assistant coaches leave jobs to go with you and then leave them out to dry as indefensible for comfort. Tony Dungy, who hasn't blinked since 1994, and had who, this to say. And who undoubtedly is, if uh, Les Frazier gets this job behind that, because Frazier was on the Dungy coaching staff with the Colts that won the Super Bowl title. Yeah. So That's what's going to happen. Uh, I understand why, first of all, Tony Dungy, I think it even comes out in his broadcasting, not a big fan of Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Because his team's got beat more often than not by the Patriots in the playoffs or regular season. So I understand why if you're a coach and you're looking at the landscape, it's shady that all these assistants signed their contracts and Josh McDaniels didn't. It's definitely shady. People do change their minds. It does happen. People are humans. So I'm not going to pile too much on Josh McDaniels. He's definitely a flip-flopper. He's the John Kerry of NFL coaches, the flip-flopper. If I'm not mistaken, though, if the rivalry is to be back on between the Colts and Patriots, there has to be one to start off with. And didn't we see the uh, the um, scores yesterday? The Colts have not beat the Patriots since 2009. I believe that's correct. Okay, then you're then it's not back on. Yeah, now it, it was in its heyday one of the great rivalries sure. in recent NFL history, but. It ain't much of one the last eight years. Let's talk about great rivalries. UNC, Duke, basketball, they play tonight. You can hear that game, 7 o'clock, right here after the beer show, 1500 ESPN. We will join it just prior to tip-off. Keith Olbermann did a little piece for ESPN, a little video piece to pump up the game. Had some brilliant nuggets, boys. Uh, January 15th, 1977. That was a game that they played. I think UNC won it. I can't remember right now. But they've played 100 times since that very date, okay? How many games has UNC won over that 100, do you think? 
Well, UNC probably had a good run there, late 70s, early 80s, and then Duke probably came swinging in the 90s a little bit more. I would say like 60%, I'll say 60% North Carolina. I'm going to say it is since that time because of the the various runs. I'm going to say dead even. Dead even is correct. 50 wins, 50 losses for each team. Also since that time, Duke has scored a total of 7,767 points against UNC. Guess how many points UNC has scored? Within 10 points. Within two. Wow. 7,765. They are two points short. And since Coach K took over the Duke program in 1980, Duke has sent 57 players to the NBA. UNC has sent since that time 57 players to the NBA. Man. Uh, The Gophers haven't sent a player to the NBA in 13 years. (laughs) What? Or 14, maybe. What are we talking for? Chris Humphreys? Chris, Chris Humphreys back is to the Chris last Gophers player to play in the NBA. Sky yeah. Uma, baby. Sky Uma. What a great career for Humphreys. All right? yep, great, great career. He's still in the league, right? I think so. He still makes millions of dollars. Is he to, still sitting on someone's bench to, making? To practice basketball. Good for him. Yeah, well, that's good for him. Good for Tony Romo. He's missed out on a couple shots at uh, joining a PGA Tour event, most recently the U.S. Open. But... He's in. Your guy is in, Phil. A sponsor's exemption to play in the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship, Dominican Republic, March 22nd through the 25th. Is that a, is that like a web.com thing, or is it an actual PGA no, Tour event? that is an actual PGA Tour, PGA Tour event. It runs the same week as the World Golf Championship. Okay. So it's one of these, uh, hey, those guys that aren't playing in the World Golf, why don't you come okay. in and play in this PGA? <laughs> okay. We're, so like the top 50 players in the world are all playing in that event. and then, Correct. And that's why, like, why would you waste a sponsor's exemption on, you know, that's why. They want a celebrity. Good you got Tony. Tiger, you got Tony now. It's going to be great to root for. when, like, late in round four, when Tony's in contention on the back nine, when he commits some vi- rules violation or, like, like taps the ball before he putts and blows blows the His round. His caddy late. starts crying. That's my golfer, man. That's my golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the news from down under. Political news. Jumping into Parliament. Member of Parliament, Tim Watts. Australia. He's got some things to get off his chest, boys. Very upset by what's going on here in the United States of America. Thank you, Deputy Speaker. Well, I rise today to express my outrage at the exclusion of Australian Ben Simmons from this year's NBA All-Star Game. In a record-breaking rookie year for the Philadelphia 76ers, Ben is currently averaging nearly 17 points, eight rebounds, seven assists in a game. He's already had five triple-doubles, and frankly, no one with two brain cells to rub together would want Goran Dragic on their team over Ben. The fact that co-compatriot Jingling Joe Ingles has also been left out of the three-point competition, despite currently sitting in third in the league in three-point percentage, makes me think there's some kind of anti-Australian conspiracy going on at the league head office at the moment. If you thought that Australia was angry about the Simpsons versus Australia TV episode, you ain't seen nothing yet, Yanks. I don't disagree with anything he just oh. said. Goran Dragic, by the way, taking the spot of Kevin Love. 
That's how he's in the All-Star oh, game. Oh, <laughs> that's great. I love that stuff. It's pretty good. Uh, where was that held again? That was uh, Parliament, Australia. Okay. Yeah, he's a member of Parliament. Must be nice. Crikey. Sounds like our guys who got into the uh, city council deal in Los Angeles <laughs> a few months ago. <laughs> Only this is totally real. Oh, my gosh. It sounded like <gasps> fake. It was great. Things yeah. must be going well politically in Australia for yeah. that to be one of their main issues right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, over in Washington, D.C. How are things what, going in the pa- parade right now? Well, they just had Mike Golick on the phone. Um, uh, nobody is climbing light poles yet. Because there's none left. Nobody has climbed on any of the awnings that you see in front of that building. They have a bunch of, of mega buses full of players. And we're going to wrap her up on the Rocky Steps, right? In front of the art museum? It sounds like it, yeah. There's no, it looks like no one's urinating off the sides of buses. So we're off to a good start in Philadelphia here. It's early, though, as they like to say. Yeah, yeah. It just started, what, it's 45 minutes early. ago. Of- Plenty of time for urination coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are in the TCL broadcast studios, Mackie and Judd, and uh, I have a list, by the way, just to confirm Judd's suspicion about the X Games generation. I have a list of popular baby names from like when the X Games sort of started, so we'll, we'll give that to Judd. Is Chaucer one? Well, we'll unveil it here okay. pretty soon. Johnny K to talk some Timberwolves and reckless trade deadline speculation, and uh, we'll get to an email about a Vikings potential Vikings quarterback option that we haven't talked much about, but Judd first has a word for prime mortgage lending. I do indeed, and I've got a question for, for you, and it's very simple. What would you think if I told you a mortgage company's philosophy was this? We would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. I'll say it again because it probably just sounded pretty weird to you right there. We would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. Does that sound too good to be true? You're saying, Judd, there's no way that's the case. This is the mortgage business. Well, that's exactly what Kent McCullough and the folks at Prime in Bloomington want to do. Don't believe me? It's very simple. You don't have to. You could check out their w- website right now. It's goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent, K-E-N-T.com. This isn't about simply selling you on something. The people at Prime want to earn your trust, and this is how Prime works and why they are different from the other guys. There's lots of choices here, but the people at Prime want to earn your trust because they believe in teamwork and collaboration, and that's just not only internally with the company. That also extends to you. So it's goprimewithkent.com, goprimewithkent, K-E-N-T, dot com. Check it out today, and you'll find out why they're so good. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Frankly, I think the dogs don't like them because... Well, because sometimes they bring bad news. Mackie and Judd. Animals sense those things, you know. On 1500 ESPN. If you purchased a Garage Logic 25th anniversary pint glass, listen up, because you got to pick that thing up if you haven't already done so. The next round of pickup dates has been set, and there's actually one going on right now. Front lobby, Hubbard Broadcasting Building, the 1500 ESPN promo crew is out there right now until 2 o'clock today, and then again tomorrow from 8 a.m. until 11. You will need to have your vouchers or valid ID ready to claim your glasses. Also, you will receive your free town hall pint when you get there. More details on the Garage Logic and 1500 ESPN Facebook pages. I want to I want to test your knowledge of X Games era <laughs> boys' names, and we'll get into some reckless Viking speculation here shortly. And John Krasinski on Wolves and trade deadline. Collar will join. All kinds of stuff here. But I I have two lists. All right. The second one is actually a little more fun. It's the 2018 list of most popular boys' baby names. Mm-hmm. And then there's the 2000. I pulled one from 2003 because that's more like in the heart of the the early X Games era. If you're going to name your kid, like, what are you going to name your kid? So, you know what? I'm going to combine both lists because it's kind of an era, right? It's like the post-millennial children's naming list here. So um, why don't you... 
Let's fire up a little game show music here. Why don't you take a stab at some of these names, Judd Zilgan? All right. We'll just give you credit for the wins. Mm. Was, Most popular baby names, was X my, Games era. Was my name, was, was the one that I threw out before on it, that would be Chaucer. Chaucer's not quite Darn trendy it. enough. That's a really rich kid. Come sound. on, Dave, help not out here, Not quite too. trendy enough. Well, let's I, I let's team up, Dave. Phil threw out Tanner. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Look at yes, you. Tanner's fringe top 25. Logan was another one you said, I believe. Yeah. Logan is 18th in 2003. Duncan. And rising lately. Actually, Logan is 4th in 2018. Wow. Duncan, Dave says. Uh, mm. How about a Jordan. That's a really good guess. Like, I think flipping a last name to a first name mm-hmm. yep. is a real popular thing here. But oh man, I thought no Jordan Jordan's here, Dave. I'll give you one. We already threw. Uh, I, I threw this one out. I think maybe during a break. But Aiden has become oh, very yeah. popular. Aiden, yes. I'm not anti- Liam. Liam's back. Liam is number one. <laughs> yes, number one. Yes, it's killing this game. What are you like? It's, we're not British. You're killing this game. I don't know if you remember, Judd. I've been coaching high school baseball oh, for that's a right. long time. You know what? I didn't. You, my bad. I didn't put two and two together, and that is. Why I've had a couple Liams in my day. Yes. Good kids or spoiled oh brats? Ah, uh, mostly decent kids actually. I think the the two that I can remember, I think they've been fine. There's two or three. There's a couple that All start right. with a C that are just like, oh, you got to dig a little bit here. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be as simple as we're not uh, bringing no. back Charlie, are we? No, that's <laughs> meat and potato stuff from yeah. the seventies. Colin is a good guess. Connor. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, Connor. Definitely See, a lot of Connors. Th- I thought Connor was too simple. No. I, th- I thought you'd take, you know, a Cullen. Come here, Cully, because I keep trying to think of these cute little names the parents like to shorten their kids' names. You know, here, here Cully, come here, uh, Cully. Well, here- <laughs> Time for dinner, Cully. Why don't you shut up, Mom? <laughs> well, how about this one? I never one? liked you anyway. How about this one? Ca- Caleb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, Caleb, very precious. I'll give you a couple other ones. We could flip the game and say, I'll throw out these corny millennial, post-millennial names, the X Games era names, and Dave can say, yep, that player played for my baseball team. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about uh, Jaden? I've not had a Jaden. No Jadens? Okay. Jaden, yeah. Uh, what about, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, see, like Noah, that's not really a... Noah, Noah, I think Noah can pass. That's it's getting old. fairly popular. I feel like this is the bit that Pat and Joe did at the State Fair the ba- for 20 years. The baby walk, <laughs> This is yeah. basically the baby walk right now. That's real old school, though, right? Noah? That was gone. Uh, it's, was... it's straight biblical. I don't know if you heard about Noah and the Flood. Yeah. No, it's but I'm saying. old school. <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm saying is it used to be used. Aiden is too, right? It, wasn't Aiden. it used to be used, and then and then it was gone, and then it came back. Yeah, it's bad. Liam was in the pub during that See, flood. I'm talking about I'm talking about new names. I'm talking about names that until about 2000 you never heard, and now they get used. The top 10 list for 2018 boys' names. Yep. The girls' name is. No, this is just the boys' names here. Uh, Liam, Noah, Elijah. Logan, Mason, James. James is hanging on strong for decades. Sure. Good for James. Yeah, it's my Jimmy. middle name. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Aiden, Ethan. Ethan's making a comeback here. Yep. Uh, that's a bunch of people who saw Mission Impossible in the mid '90s and said, <laughs> "I'm going to name my kid Ethan now." Uh, Lucas and Jacob. Go, Jake. Jake still that's, hangs that's, on. That's way more old school than I expected. Yeah. I thought there'd be some made-up names. Oh, those are all pretty much made up. Names. No, those are no, those go back. Those aren't bad. I expected a lot. I thought it'd be a lot more obnoxious. Chaucer. I'm talking about when you, when a kid, when a 14 year old comes up and says, "My name is like Chaucer," and you want to punch the kid immediately. <laughs> that list of names you gave me was not a punchable list. I wouldn't punch. You find a kids. list of just like X Games names and go down there. Hey just man, to drive, drive hey, I was out 
doing my thing today on the skateboard. What's up? Well, you're late for your interview, little punk. <laughs> you little obnoxious punk, and you was, don't have any manners. That was several months ago. You should probably get over that. No, it did. You, you know why I didn't? Because I'm willing to accept so much. I'm willing to accept that most people are late for their in, in interviews because given the nature of the sports they play, that one I can't get over because those kids should have bent over backwards to be on my time. Maybe it should make you feel any better that nobody actually showed up to U.S. Bank Stadium yeah, to watch them do their thing. I did not feel bad about that at all. Yes, you're right. Oh, man. Tanner Faust. There's one. Tanner Faust. He's an X Games athlete. All right. Let's do some more Viking speculation here. Johnny K on uh, that great Timberwolves-Cavs game last night, plus the NBA trade deadline. And a lot more, Mackie and Judd, in the in the uh, TCL broadcast studios. Need a gift idea for the outdoor adventure in your life? Shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection, made with water-repellent puddle guard technology and ZQ-certified merino wool with a low environmental impact. It's a natural fit for winter runs. And Allbirds offsets the carbon footprint to make their Mizzle Collection carbon neutral, so you can take comfort in treading lighter. Get on their nice list this year with the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.